Hey there, this is Larry, and I'm here with Armin. You're about to listen to a great episode. But before you do, we want to let you know that we're now podcasting over at the Bold Idea Podcast. That's right, and we're not adding any new episodes to Reinventure Me, but we think you're really going to like what we're doing on the Bold Idea Podcast. We're interviewing some great guests and packing ideas and inspiration to help you put your faith to work to bring your idea to life. So when you're done with this episode, go check it out at boldideapodcast.com. Are you ready to finally do that dream in 2015? Join Larry at a Dream Intensive Workshop coming this February to Minneapolis and Denver. It's a highly engaging and creative way to define your dream, defeat resistance, and design a 90-day plan to set your dream in motion. Discover the dream God put within you at a Dream Intensive Workshop. Learn more at dreamintensive.com. Episode 51 of the Reinventure Me Podcast. Well, if you're like most Americans, you've already given up on your New Year's resolution. Maybe it's time to take a fresh look at that thing called willpower. And we're going to talk about willpower on this episode of Reinventure Me. Find your next great beginning. Welcome to the Reinventure Me podcast with your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. Well, hello and welcome to episode 51 of Reinventure Me. This is the podcast for what's next in life. I'm Larry Gates along with my co host, Armin Asadi. Hey, Armin, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, good. We're uh, going to. We're going to just struggle through this podcast. <laughs> you pulled one of me's. Oh, no, it was terrible. Oh, you didn't it? stutter like I typically do. Yeah, though. no, that wasn't it. <laughs> I, 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 I was, not at all. No, I was actually trying to think about how to tie in our episode topic, and it was really one of the most lame ways to start the show. But I'll tell you, we are here for you to help you discover new ways to reinvent your life, your opportunities, and the ventures God's called you into. And this is a Reinventure Me podcast. We've got a lot of fun, I think, that we're going to have today on this episode. That's right. I'm surprised you're still alive after last week. Oh, my goodness. Talk about willpower, huh? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, I started off basically an eight-day marathon of doing one thing after another. I had six talks to give to prepare for and give in six days. Six and, talks in six days. And that was, that was quite a bit. So Jeez. I actually was journaling with dread. Uh, saying, I'm not sure if I know if I'm going to make it through this. <laughs> so we are talking about willpower today on today's episode, but I'll tell you, it has. I had to spend a lot of it over the last week. So <laughs> it's the only thing I, that got you through it was your willpower. I'm, huh? I'm really glad it's done. <laughs> uh, actually, I, I really am. But listen, I want to I want to make an announcement, a very important announcement. You know from the show kickoff here that we have a Dream Intensive coming up on February 6th yes. and 7th in Minneapolis, and one on February 27th, 28th in Denver. And for those of you that might be interested in going, the promo code to save 30 bucks on your registration is simply the word reinventure. But here's a special announcement because it's happening this week. We are announcing the formation of Dream Intensive Foundation. Oh. And that is a foundation that we created in order to help fund the dreams of Dream Intensive participants. Hmm. And so we are going to be providing up to $5,000 in funding to a dream intensive participant that's going to go through the program here, either in Minneapolis or Denver. Oh, wow. and so the idea is to help people 
get started on the dreams. Of course, many can't be fully financed for $5,000, but we are trying to just seed a catalyst and say, well, what could you do? What could you do with that? And how might that get you started? And so the foundation is being set up to help fund these dreams. Very excited about it. So find out more at dreamintensive.com. And I hope you can join us. So, Larry, I got this idea. Yes, you do. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's a $5,000 idea, right? It's a $5,000 How much idea. do you have? If I had a million, it would be a million-dollar idea. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, that's how it works, isn't it? Hey. You know, here's the thing, and what really spawned this, I know this is a little off topic here for today, but what spawned the Dream Intensive Foundation is so often you go into these workshops where you talk about, well, what would you want to do in your life? And they always ask you the question, what would you want to do in your life if money were no object? Yeah. Well, the problem is people cannot answer that question. Yeah. Because generally speaking, you've never been in a situation where money has been no object. Most people cannot relate to that. Right. So they can't even do that. But if you said, hey, if I were to write you a check today for $1,000, what would you do with it? Hmm. It starts to get your mind thinking about what would I do with an investment of $1,000? How could I multiply that yeah. and make that a kingdom contribution? Hmm. So that's the whole idea behind Dream Intensive Foundation it. and why we're doing that. I love it. But today's episode is on willpower, and I think this is a good time to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, you know, everybody's dropping off with their New Year's resolution. Like flies. Yeah. What was it? What was that statistic you just found? Well, if you go, (laughs) you can find it right now, actually. If you go to a health club, if you wanted to get in any time up until about now, you know, everybody's there working out and working hard. And I stay away from the health clubs in January. (laughs) Actually, truth be told, I stay away from them all year long. But, (laughs) But especially so in January, because the second week of January is the busiest week yeah, in health clubs. The New Year's resolution. New Year's resolution, they're doing it. By the second week of February, 80% of those who are there are no longer So within one month, it goes from the busiest season to... The quietest season. The, one of the quietest. 80% is gone. And, and of course, uh, health club memberships or health club leaders or managers or owners of health clubs count on 18% of members actually uh, using their club Wow! on a regular basis. So it does drop off. And we're at that time when we have all this exuberance for a new year, <laughs> right? And it starts to wane. Yep. Hence the willpower episode that we're into in today and hopefully give that little bit of inspiration to give them that yeah there's nothing better than a quote from oz guinness yeah bring it what is it well oz he is a delightful man i had the opportunity to interview him him. yeah and we've talked on a couple of occasions just a terrific guy of course he's from the guinness family and he wrote a tremendous number of books Hmm. one of my favorite is his book on the call oh call of god in your life yep very familiar with. and one of the things that he says is when it comes to willpower Will is common, but power is rare. <laughs> that is good. It is good, isn't it? That is good. Break that down for me. Well, we all have this will is common. I mean, that's yeah. why we're rushing to health clubs and all the rest. But the power to sustain it is <laughs> yeah. is really rare. Yep. You know, Jesus said, the spirit is willing, mm. but the flesh is weak. Oh, amen. And that's what it's all about. You know, it's <laughs> like, yep, I have the will, but I don't have a lot of power. Oh, man. That is, yeah, that's the story of my life. Well, I'm glad we're diving into it. Why don't we just dive in and start out with, okay, the simple question, what is willpower? Yeah, so what is it? Okay, so 
To simply define it, I mean, there's multiple words that could be replaced with willpower. So think in terms of determination, drive, resolve, self-discipline, self-control. It's that inner struggle, that inner conflict between knowing that you shouldn't smoke a cigarette, but you want to. So it's that decision, do I or do I not? Or do I supersize my meal or do I not? Should I even eat Sup- that? What, what kind of question is that, do I supersize my you know, meal? You know, it's a McDonald's <laughs> thing. Super, come on, I didn't know. even think that was an option. Don't you automatically supersize? No. Come on, man. Didn't you watch Supersize some, Me? Some decisions are pre-made. <laughs> <laughs> Only for you, Larry. <laughs> well, I have. Well, I don't go to McDonald's anymore, so I guess that's all right. <laughs> so here's a here's a cool thing. There was a, there's a group, the American Psychologist Association, and every year they do a Stress in America survey. And one of the number one things that they realize that affect people in being able to accomplish their life goals or their New Year's resolutions or whatever it might be, and they found out that the number one reason for not following through any of those changes or goals Mm. was actually a lack of willpower. Mm -hmm. And that's what the American Psychologist Association came up with. And then in 2011, there was another survey done, and they found out that 27% of the respondents that reported back to them said that a lack of willpower was the most significant barrier to change that they had to deal with. Mm. And of course, this podcast is all about change amen so that's why we're talking about willpower it's one of those things where you know we all want to think that we have more of or would like to have more of yeah but we generally know that we are abject failures when it comes to self-control and willpower and it's true when when i was in the middle of my eight days Mm -hmm. here yeah my temptation was the greatest if a plate of cookies were nearby (laughs) you know i mean it's just you're like you're spent. Yeah. And when you get tired, of course, it's easier to do that. So you succumb to those mm-hmm. temptations, right? But there is some researchers that researched millions of people and they asked them about how they describe their own virtues. Hmm. You know, would you describe yourself as a patient person? And a, you know, so they, they asked them to describe all the virtues. And the one virtue that came dead last among all the respondents was self control. In other words, they rated themselves the lowest in the ability to have willpower or self-control or to resist things. Well, yeah, I would, I completely align with that. And and I think we all have this sense that, boy, if I had more willpower, I would procrastinate less. Yeah. If I had more willpower, I'd be able to lose weight better. If I had more willpower, I wouldn't get angry as quickly as I do. If I had more willpower, I could resist temptations or I could quit doing something that's self-destructive like smoking (laughs) or, or, or whatever. Yeah. You know, if I had more willpower, I'd do all those things. And according to researchers, they say that we spend, get this, half of our waking time resisting desires. Wow. So there's always something that we're resisting. You know? Well, I mean, from the get-go, I wake up, I'm resisting the desire to, to go stay back in bed. To sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My life starts with resistance and the willpower. <laughs> well, and some of us don't. I mean, we just hit the snooze alarm five or six times, so we haven't resisted. That at would all. be my wife. <laughs> <laughs> but there's four different categories for willpower. So really quickly, I'm just going to break those down. There's emotional control impulse control, performance control, and thought control. So I'll break each one of those down. So emotional control is basically your ability to control your moods or your just the mood swings that you're having, your anger, your frustration, your sadness, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Impulse control 
is you know the resistance cookie stuff yeah it's the cookie stuff <laughs> <laughs> or the big mac super size yes right? that's yeah. another one that all of us should resist <laughs> but so it's resisting temptations eating a cookie or a marshmallow we're going to post a video about the marshmallow test it's hilarious it involves kids the other one is performance control so that's the kind of you know the ability to be able to dig in and lean in and it's that ability to work on something when you have no willpower left to do it but it's finding the willpower to get it done it's well that's those, where i was the last you know when i had to do those yep. six talks because i can't tell you how tempting it was just to say i, I just don't have it in me mm-hmm. and to know that that isn't even an option and i had to lean into it so yeah that was an example of performance control right yep or it's like those marathon runners that you see mm. that are completely yeah, they, exhausted yeah you get up at five in the morning you eat your raw egg you go out and you run even if it's raining yep exactly yeah. and the last one is just thought control i think this is a very very important one above almost all of them this is changing the way that you think this is challenging your presuppositions and your paradigms that you have this is that changing that mentality of won't power to willpower. So by that, I mean, rather than having the mentality of I won't eat junk food to having it and turning it into I will eat healthy food or so put it in the positive. Yeah. So rather than negative reinforcement, positive reinforcement. And the last piece is just changing the way that you even think about yourself, that changing that negative talk to that positive talk, you know, like looking in the mirror instead of saying, I'm fat, I'm weak, I'm this, looking in the mirror and saying, no, no, there's something good about me. Point out the good. Everybody has good. Point that good out. And that's changing that paradigm of what you think of yourself and what you have presets about who you are and changing that into being that fuel to fire your willpower. Yeah, I've heard that called ants. Ants, break that down. Uh, Automatic negative thoughts. mm so when we say something to yourself, you know, like you're an idiot or, you know, that's it's really dumb or, yeah. you know, why can't you do that better or you're never able to do that? That's an automatic negative thought. So it does take willpower to say, hey, I'm going to replace that thought and put in a positive. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm learning to be better at this rather than I can't do this. Yeah. So put it in the affirmative. Yeah. It that's what you're done. saying. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. Right on. Mm-hmm. That's you said it better as usual. No. No. So d- you just did it. <laughs> so folks, that's an example. <laughs> Way to go, Armin. So next let's talk about why is it important? What about you? Why is it important to you? I'm just curious there. Well, if you don't have a good sense of improving your willpower and what it takes to get better at willpower, then you know, obviously you're not going to achieve your goals. Yeah. And that's a key, key thing. Mm-hmm. And part of the problem for many people is that they try to achieve too many at one time hmm. and that just consumes willpower. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. I'll say this before I kind of dive into why is it important for everybody. I'll say this is why it's so important to me to even have this discussion of willpower. For me, the biggest change I made from my old life into this new life, hmm. I'm not trying to minimize the grace of God and the redemption of God in any way because that was the biggest aspect of it. But there are certain aspects of my life change that I was able to change because of pure willpower. So leaving my old life, leaving an old environment, leaving old relationships, there's times I would just be bored to death and I would just want to go back to those. Now, there may be some people here who, believe it or not, haven't listened to episode one. Oh my so gosh. they don't really know <laughs> the change that you're talking about here when you said you had to make a change. Good point. So 
I think you should take 10, 15 seconds here and just kind of like, what did you change from Armin? And you have to exercise willpower in, in order to change to something because yeah. you changed your whole social structure. Yeah. You had a cataclysmic life change experience and yeah. there might be some who haven't heard the full story back on episode one yeah. about what that change was. Just very quickly, I was living in a life of organized crime. So I was one of the leaders of a fairly large organized crime syndicates. We were moving millions and millions of dollars around. We were moving tons, the actual weight measurement tons of marijuana around. We had underground casinos, black markets from China, Morocco. It was a pretty hefty organized crime ring that we were running. And so when I left that life, that's when, so when I say I left that life, that's the life I'm talking about. And when I came into this life, I was a went from multimillionaire <laughs> criminal, I guess. I hate describing myself as that, but I came into this new life. Rich where, criminal, the poor saint. Yeah, poor saint. <laughs> and I literally started interning at a church where I ended up actually doing vocational full-time ministry there. I just kind of went on the path of ministry from organized crime. And, yeah. But it wasn't a overnight transition in between leaving crime and getting into ministry. There was that, you know, several months period where, you know, what do you do? You have to find a new source of income. Right. You have to find a new source. You of have a lot of choices that you had to move out of a default pattern. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. It, don't get me wrong. Again, grace of God. Redemptive, oh, yeah amazing well community. you wouldn't have been motivated if you didn't have the grace of god working yeah. in your life absolutely it, it, I but even with that, that motivation you probably had a lot of temptation to go back to the former ways that you did things right? yeah and i'll be honest it wasn't it wasn't any of the times that it have anything to do with money or anything like that it's weird to say but some of the times i just wanted to reach back out into my old community or my old friends i was just bored mm -hmm. like nothing dramatic nothing crazy i wasn't fiending to smoke weed or get drunk it wasn't anything like that it was just i was just bored mm -hmm. and it took sheer willpower to just get past that simple thing to not go back into old friends because i realized i have to completely change my environment to yeah. change the person that i am yeah and that's a terrific example of the kind of change that if we want to have in our life we need to understand how to embrace this concept of willpower in order to take advantage of it. Clearly be motivated by what God is calling you to do, which is what you did, mm -hmm. but realizing that we are also agents of choice. Yeah. And you had exercised your choice in quite a few different spheres yeah. simultaneously, right. which is a difficult thing to do, but you, you successfully made that transition. One of the things that I find that's really helpful with respect to looking at this and why it's important as well is because... When we understand that we have that thought control willpower that you were talking about, mm -hmm. that ability to really shape and shift our thinking, that is, of course, that's part of what I discussed in episode 48 when I talked about my own shame things and changing our thinking around that. That's yeah. an exercise of willpower there. But one of the key things that having an understanding of how willpower works and why it's important is that it helps us change our paradigm, our presuppositions, because we have limiting beliefs. Yeah. Like you said, I won't yep. to I will. Mm -hmm. And we have limiting beliefs about what's possible even. And we might think, ah, this ain't going to work, this can't happen, or I don't have this, or I'm too old, or I don't, I'm not old enough, or you know, all those different limiting beliefs. Yeah. And when we understand that we can apply this to how we think and what we think about, and we can actively choose to exercise it, it's a powerful concept.
Yeah. So I want to kind of jump into this concept of how does willpower work? I mean, you always do a good scientific breakdown of how things work. So maybe you could help paint that picture for us of how willpower works. Well, I don't know how much science there is here in terms of my ability in it, but I will certainly tell you what I've learned. And largely from a book that I think is just excellent, worth reading, Roy Baumeister and John Tierney wrote a book back in 2011 called Willpower, Rediscovering the Greatest Human Strength. Now, some of what he writes in here has some controversy in the scientific community in terms of not established fact, but here's what he says, and I think a lot of it makes empirical sense, or at least intuitive sense, and some of it probably is open to further scientific review. Okay. But one of the things that he says is that willpower is finite. In other words, we have a certain amount of ability to choose, and then it's expended. In other words, yep. we stop choosing because we'll be active at choosing early in the day mm-hmm. and able to do things. And then over time, as we get tired, our choose tank mm. stops making choices. We're just too tired. We don't want to make any choices at all, which is why at night you tend to like want to watch TV because you don't have to make any choices. And oftentimes you don't even want to choose to look right. at different channels. Right. It's just whatever's coming at you is fine. It's a numbing agent. <laughs> yep, It's <I'm>... exactly right. <laughs> It is one of those things where we only have so much. And the other thing that I thought was really insightful is that there's one reservoir of willpower. In other words, every decision you make, and it doesn't matter what the decision's about, it starts to deplete from that reservoir. Hmm. So if I choose to not eat a cookie, right? Yeah. That doesn't just deplete from my diet reservoir and it also depletes from my ability to make other decisions, hmm. which may be unrelated to temptations. They yeah. might be thought decisions or emotion decisions or whatever, that we that our brain has only a certain amount of energy during the day by which to exercise this kind of self-control. And it doesn't hmm. matter what we're doing it on. It's indiscriminate about that. Okay. And the reason for it is because, and this is part of where there might be a little bit of scientific disagreement, is that it depletes glucose. And glucose is what our brain uses Hmm. to uh, make these decisions and to fire them. And it allows us to make those exercises. So as we go through the day, we're consuming glucose. And when we don't have it, then we are less able to do so, which incidentally creates this paradox right? Because if you're dieting, right? Because you put on too much weight, right? You're resisting all these sweets and things coming at you and you're doing a lot of that. Right. And you're also probably trying to exercise. So it's not only resistance that taps willpower, but it's also choosing to do positive things like exercise, Hmm. right? So you're not just, you're not just resisting, not doing something, but you're choosing to do something. Right. And both of them require willpower to do it. Hmm. Problem is when you get at the end of the day, when you get tired, mm-hmm. your resistance level goes down because you've spent all your glucose. So what does your body crave? It craves glucose. Oh, wow. So that's why you're drawn to sweets. Interesting. So you're eating sweets at night because your body's craving it for fuel so you can make choices. Get out. So your choice is actually undermining the very choice that you started at the beginning of the day, which is why so many people fail really? with their diets. Because, I did not know this. Yes. I'm genuinely it, shocked by that. It's a pretty... Yeah, that's when I want my ice cream. It's... Yeah. Always when, at night. It's always at night because your body says, hey, I'm done. I've I've used all my mental energy. My yeah. brain is like needing and craving glucose. Yeah. And it likes it in the form of fast glycemic foods. That's insane. I'm even lactose intolerant. 
and you'll and I'm I don't care I'm 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 eating my ice cream. Dang well, it. sure, and and it's clear, but you know, in the early Greek manuscripts, and you don't yeah. see it in any of the Bibles today, but Jesus said, "Man does not live by bread alone, hmm. but by ice cream as well." <laughs> now you're about to say something philosophical. But <laughs> no, I'm I'm quite sure that bread and ice cream go together. Hand in hand. So I mean, the way I, I hear you breaking it down, it's basically our reservoir for our willpower. It's kind of like a really fast, big engine sports car that has a really small tank. And every mile that we drive, it's one less mile that we have that day. We have a hundred mile tank and every decision is one mile less. Yes. So not only do all those decisions start to deplete from that tank, right? But if you're in chronic pain, like you've got a migraine or a Mm -hmm. headache, Mm -hmm. that depletes from the tank. Yeah, I, I don't have a tank if I have a migraine. <laughs> <laughs> if you're sick, yeah. that depletes from the tank. In fact, it's been interesting, but studies have shown that if you are driving with a bad cold, you're actually more dangerous than if you're driving mildly intoxicated. Really? Because you're less able to make the decisions because you're in this depleted condition. Actually, true story. I got into a sneezing fit once when I had a cold and I crashed my car because I couldn't keep my eyes open. <laughs> I, it's a true story. I literally went into the barrier, side barrier of a highway. Yeah, we got to put a bumper sticker on your car. You know, watch out. I'm I've sneezing. never had it. I sneezed like nine times and I couldn't open my eye. So I just crashed into this. Here's a really strange thing that they discovered, researchers have found. You wouldn't necessarily expect this, but maybe on second thought, you might. Mm-hmm. You talked about stress earlier. Yeah. And stress is related to depletion of your glucose, right? If you're stressed, you're going to lose more glucose because you're making a million decisions to handle that stress. Hmm. And it's like a million piranhas coming after you all at once, and you're trying to manage this. Just walk into a messy room, and it depletes your glucose. It Hmm. depletes your willpower, just being in a messy room. And, of course, the converse of that is if you're wanting to improve your willpower, clean a room. Wow. A cleaner environment is less stressful. You're feeling you need to make less decisions. It makes sense if you think about it, because I had to clean my office. I wrote a blog post about this. I had piles of stuff around. And the problem with piles is that you don't know what's inside of them. Hmm. And so you're always making these decisions. Hey, I should be looking at that because maybe there's something, maybe there's something there. Well, that's interesting that you talk about that. The next question I wanted to get into was, how do we improve willpower? And I remember one of the first things that I learned about improving self-control or self-power was exactly what you were just talking about was somebody, or I think it was an article I was reading that just said stress, if you can control stress, that you can increase willpower. And that was actually a big change for me. Yeah. Well, the thing about willpower and self-control is that you can increase your tank. You can increase your capacity and your ability to do it. Now, the fastest way to do it is to get rest, sleep, yeah. is recovers your willpower tank, and eating good foods. We talked about sugars mm-hmm. because your body wants glucose, and that's why you crave it at night. Mm-hmm. Now, what that's doing is it's giving you fast sugar, so those are high glycemic index fuels, and you go through this boom and then bust yep. cycle where yeah. you've depleted it. Yep. So the best way to keep a constant reserve or at least a higher reserve of willpower is to get good rest. Hmm. Those people who have had sleep deprivation impairs, they've actually shown that it impairs the body's process of incorporating the glucose. Hmm. So getting good sleep allows your body to recover the glucose that your brain needs. And then 
eating foods that are low in glycemic index, like vegetables and nuts and cheese and fish and that sort of stuff. So what what am I going to do when I have a kid, Larry? Yeah, so that's it. Is there you're, glucose You're going to teach them how to eat carrots. <laughs> no, I mean about my sleep. Oh, <laughs> I'm not worried about them. Oh, no, there's no, there's no, there's there's no, no help there. Sorry, um, buddy. I got four months, Larry. <laughs> nope, that no, girl's no. coming out. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. But yeah. here's an interesting thing. I mentioned that willpower is depleted indiscriminately so mm-hmm. you've got you don't have a different tank for the different kinds of decisions you yeah. make but the opposite is also true in other words you can improve willpower in one area mm-hmm. by improving it in another in other words you can improve your likelihood of making positive decisions and get this less procrastination if you just improve your posture mm-hmm. like the way i sit it's the way you sit Improving your posture makes you feel better about yourself, which is making you feel more confident and more likely to choose to lean into something that might otherwise challenge you. Wow. Or trying to do something with your non-dominant hand. So if you normally write with the right, write with the left. And just the practice of doing something else with your non-dominant hand fires your brain in such a way that it says, hey, I'm able to start increasing the way I Crazy. am able to make. Yeah. There's all kinds of, in fact, they, Roy Baumeister points out that avoiding cursing, just avoidance of cursing words where it's a positive thing that you're doing back to your willpower rather than yeah. won't power. That was one of the things I had to exercise. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. But when you choose not to use a word that yeah. you might otherwise use, it's actually increasing your ability to make those choices because you're habitualizing a positive virtue. Hmm. That's, yeah, that's pretty incredible. I had no idea something as simple as posture using your left hand could actually affect your willpower. That's amazing. Except I never want to throw left-handed because that just does not make <laughs> me look good at all. I think my wife forbid me to throw left-handed ever again after she saw me throw a ball once. Yeah, no, there's a whole bunch of stuff uh, from this book that I found. It was one of the best reads. I'll have a link to the book review that I have on my website. I'll have that on the show notes because there's just a whole bunch of strategies that you can get at to improve your willpower that we don't have time in this episode to get to. But one of the the key ones that I think is worth talking about, especially now since we're in this post-New Year resolution time, is uh, one of the reasons why New Year's resolution fails is is directly attributable to this idea of willpower, and that is that people tend to set too many goals. Okay. And if you want to exercise willpower in a most effective way, choose one change at a time. Hmm. master that and habitualize that, which we did talk about in one of our earlier episodes on the power of habit and how you can create new habits. But the key is when you try to pursue too many goals, what you end up doing is you end up having to make too many decisions. And the bigger decision, the taxes more willpower. So you end up depleting yourself, and then eventually you get to the point where you're, you're not able to make good decisions. Hmm. So if I had to summarize what you said, not I don't have notes, so correct me if I'm wrong here, but it sounds like the list of suggestions are controlling stress where you can mm-hmm. to help improve your willpower, eat healthy, sleep more, do something different. So if you're right-handed, right, left-handed, mm-hmm. if you swear, don't swear. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing I heard you say was focus. Does that, does that sound right? 
Yeah, so don't try to do too many simultaneous things that require a lot of willpower at one time. So that that's a good way to say it, as the word focus might be a good way to say that. But yeah, choosing one goal, one change at a time. Okay. If you know it's going to require a lot of willpower to do it, like if you're trying to lose weight, maybe you first focus on your diet, mm-hmm. then you add exercise or do it the other way around. Vice versa, okay. You know, so that you can not try to make too many changes at one time. You'd be far better making smaller changes over a longer period of time Hmm. than trying to do too many changes at once, consuming all your willpower, and then you end up dropping out. Right on. Not getting anything done. I love it. So let's make this practical. Give, Give me a challenge that you think would help me apply something to make myself have more willpower. Eat fewer cookies. Okay. Uh, no. <laughs> Here's a challenge that's very simple. If you're discouraged about, if you're at that point in time in the in the year here where you're discouraged about your progress, you've already given up on your New Year's resolutions, or even if you're thinking about the changes that you want to make, look and see if you're trying to make too many changes at one time and pick one thing to do consistently. And the research has shown that when we write it down and we look for the why we're doing it, you're more likely to stick with it and stay motivated with it if you know why you're doing it, what the benefit is for you, if you have a future orientation about it, hmm. and if you write it down, and if you measure it every day. Okay. So like, if you want to lose weight, for yeah. instance, they're saying that you're more likely to lose weight if you measure it every day than if you get on the scale once a week. Okay. And it's just because it reinforces that habit. So choose the one thing. And just do one change at a time until you habitualize. And go back and listen to our episode on creating habits. Habits and willpower are very well linked. You know, we did the show, Armin, decided to do this topic because last week I mentioned that we talked about <laughs> willpower. And I looked back and it was like we never really had an episode on willpower. Right. So we've got a lot of stuff here that we thought we maybe we should tidy some of this up and give our listeners an opportunity to hear some of the thinking behind willpower and some of the science behind it. Yeah. And there's obviously a lot more to this that we could talk for another hour and a half and still barely scratch the surface. So that book that you recommended again, what was the name? The, of the it? name is, is willpower by Baumeister and tyranny. We'll have a link to it in our show notes and it's just an excellent read. It's a little bit of a thicker book, but it's easy to read and I have tons of notes from it. And I think you'll find it to be helpful as well. Well, we're out of time for this episode of Reinventure Me. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you did, would you leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher and tell your friends? You can get to that at reinventure.me slash iTunes or reinventure.me slash Stitcher if you're using the Stitcher app. And I want to say thank you to PhotoGirl777 who gave us a five-star review on iTunes after listening to last week's episode number five zero. That was our 50th episode. She said, your program helped me to see that an open door that is familiar isn't always the one that God wants me to walk through. Mm. That's a really good reminder for all of us because it's so easy just to take the familiar door and it may not be the one that God's reminding us. I don't remember saying that uh, explicitly. I think that that is good insight that she just added to that show. And so thank you, PhotoGirl777, for that. If you have a question or a comment that you want to leave for us, uh, visit us at reinventure.me or call our show line at 612-314-5447 or jump in our discussion on Facebook. We like to put up little videos and other things on Facebook, and you'll find us at facebook.com slash reinventureme. Well, again, this is Larry Gates. And Armin Asadi. And we're saying so long. We'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to the Reinventure Me podcast with your hosts, Larry Gates 
and Armin Asadi. 